Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I feel so blessed and honored that we're together. You guys have no idea what this means to me. For those of you out there listening and you email and people have no idea. People have no idea just how much words matter. No idea. It's amazing what what words do to each other, how we how we help each other and grow and, and encourage each other. I've been talking a lot about this concept that hasn't been easy. It's not easy. The feedback that I'm getting is is that people are challenged. And yeah, it's a challenging time. And life can get challenging. And especially when God throws a curveball like we've experienced this year, we're grappling with the challenge. What I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do together here is to sort of break down this challenge so that we can overcome it. And we can understand it. I've got a, a friend of mine who is in the business world who I work with. And we were talking the other day about the concept called, I think it's called tilt. For those who are poker fans, I'm sure Andy was looking this up right away. The, the, uh, Andy's looking this up. So if it's not tilt, someone will let me know quickly. I'll, give, I'll explain to you the concept and why it's so critical for what we're talking about. In the world of, of poker, like, I mean, like Texas Hold'em, like professional poker. Um, I had a period of time in my business career where I used to watch a lot of this, and I'll tell you why. A decade ago, I was uh, tasked with turning around a large development that was in distress. It was a disaster. It was a disaster at every level. Um, yeah, perfect. It was tilt. <laughs> so happy. You guys have to understand that the, 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 the happiness that I get when I say a word that I think is right and I'm not sure and then Andy pulls up that it is, it's like, forget about it. I feel like I'm so validated over here. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, tilt. And I'll explain to you the concept and why it's so critical. So I was tasked with this response. It was well above me. I was still very young. I just moved from my law firm world to in-house counsel, whatever. And the, the, the project was a disaster. And there were so many parties fighting with each other. There was, there was corruption. There was fraud. It was, it was difficult. First day that I was in charge, so to speak, of this thing, I got a call from someone saying that they're going to put a rat out inside those big rats and protest. Like it was challenging. And I had nothing that I could look on. I went, thank God, to a great law school. I worked for many years at a great law firm. I had a lot of experience in deals and deal making. I had no experience in this level of, of, of disrupt of uh, dysfunction. So I called a mentor of mine, business world. And he said, you have to start to watch uh, Texas Hold'em poker tournaments. So I did, I would, I would, I would, um, I would go down from uh, on the Acela every week. And in doing so, I would watch these tournaments and I would learn a little bit like, you know, how to have cards. And he was trying but just he was trying to train me in how to be part of a negotiation. Complexities, what you see, what you don't see. It's, there's a lot there, not for the show, but there's a lot there about 
the 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 metaphor of a Texas Hold'em tournament. There are some cards that you're holding that nobody sees. There's some cards that everybody sees. You're playing the people. It's a very it's a complex negotiation. That's what it is, and it's a game. So you get to like watch it a million times. You know, you don't watch that in the business world that often. You're watching hands. You can watch a hundred hands. So one of the things that I learned along the way is there's something called tilt. And tilt is this emotional state that you're in where you're excited or you're frustrated and you, you lose control of your emotions. You're, you're, you're too much in the emotional step of the game, which will then cloud your judgment for what you need to do. And why I thought that was so brilliant was because when you're playing Hold'em poker, it's such a raw negotiation, right? It's not, you're not looking at 20 page documents. You're looking at just cards that they were able to isolate out an emotional state so that you can look at it, talk about it and understand it so that when it comes your way, you feel it. And then, you know, it's not a big deal. And my friend and I were talking about this in business and in life that emotional states change us. And if you're in a room and you feel a surge of emotion, be careful because you may say something you're going to regret. Now, if you, if, if nobody ever characterized it, you'd be like, that's me. That's me. That's how I feel. He walks in and I'm blown, right? She walks in and I'm threatened. I wake up and I'm overwhelmed. Like we just think it's us. We identify the, the panoply of emotional states that we're in and we have no way of figuring it out. So we just like, that's me. And then starts the, like we said yesterday, the philosophical why. Why do I get like this? Why am I like this? Which then leads to finding people like us and then we can validate ourselves only reinforcing the neuroplasticity. And then one day we wake up and we have no ability to even change anything. We have succumbed, if you will, to a little bit of neuroplasticity, right? That's what this is. We're talking about brain power. There's like a code in there that went wrong. And like, that's it. That's what it's like. But when we gain control, when we get excited, that's what this is. When we get excited to change. When you get excited to change, your whole world changes. When you get excited for feedback from the world. And I, was, I think I, I've mentioned him before. To me, one of the most inspiring documentaries I've ever seen really was about a man named Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a quarterback for now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was a quarterback for the Patriots. And about three years ago, someone sent me this three-part episode of him in the offseason. And I watched a man who was then considered one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, had his whole life locked up financially, reputationally. He's, he's like 40-something playing football. And he hired a coach to teach him how to throw a ball better. Remember, he's the greatest quarterback in the league. But there's a coach that apparently can teach a technique which could make the accuracy go up like 3%. Do you feel how crazy that is? Do you know how crazy that is? The guy is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And he hires a coach during his off season out of his pocket to train him how to throw the ball 
3% better. If you don't follow sports, you're like, he's crazy. If you do, you're like, wow. And you watch him struggling to do this technique to get 3% better. And then he gets it and he starts to squeal like a little kid like of excitement. And you can see the coach look in the camera and go, I've never seen that before. Like here's this professional coach who's, who's training people all day, but he's never seen somebody get so excited to get better. That's why Tom Brady, who's a mediocre athlete by everyone's measure, was picked in the sixth round, thought he wasn't going to have a career, was the fourth string quarterback to the Patriots, is one of the greatest ever, is because he's excited about growth. He's excited about change. This is a major shift for me and for you. The reason why there are people that fear this period of time, there are Jews that fear this period of time because this is called the high holiday season. And this is like when like we were taught that God comes in and he's judging and he's looking. We don't want to change. I don't want anything to be different. I have, I have the good fortune of, like I say all the time, momentum is one of the great trips that I, that's like one of the highlights of my year. The fact that I can't go this year with the guys in October is driving me insane. Always, in every trip, always, there's always a guy that sees something about his life, about himself, and knows that he's got to be more and he can't do it. He can't do it. He just can't. It's too hard. Change is too hard. He could be the, 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 the king of the castle. It's hard to go up against our own neuroplasticity. And what we're trying to do together during this week, during this time, is to move into flow, to move into strength. Will, Jocko Willenick, you want to be tougher? Be tougher. It's, it's, a, it's a move that actually excites us for, for, for feedback. It excites us for change. And we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get to it even tomorrow a little bit because it's how to get there is a longer conversation. We're, we're breaking down life. It doesn't happen in like three minutes. We're sharing this together. We're talking about stuff that really is deep. It's deep-rooted. But when you, when you come up against change, when you come against challenge, it really clarifies what the center of your life is. And when you understand the center of your life, you, you're willing to make sacrifices. You get excited to make sacrifices for the things that are in front of you. Right, Tom Brady's, the center of Tom Brady's life is football. Whether that's good or bad, whether we judge it or don't, it doesn't matter. Just because my center may not be football, I can't judge someone else's center. I hate them people do that. I one time did this on Facebook. I posted something about football and like someone wrote this like post to me, like, really? You're talking about people in in like uh I forgot what he, I forgot even called it leggings and throwing a football around like that. I'm like, stop. As soon as he said that, I'm like, just and like I, I deleted the post and I just blocked the guy. I'm like, I can't even have this conversation. Judging somebody to stop. Whatever it is. Tom Brady, the center of this man's life is football. 
So he is excited to make sacrifices for football because making a sacrifice of something that makes you better and the thing that is the center of your life is exciting. If you put your health in the center of your life and you stick it long enough, you're going to get excited about learning new foods to eat. You can get excited about learning new exercises to do. You can get excited about pushing yourself past where you are and seeing if you could do more push-ups or more miles or, or less you know, packaged foods or whatever. Because the center of your life the, 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 is right now your body look, composition, or health. If you're excited about your job and you're excited about your company, you're going to wake up and look for ways to, um, to better your company. And one of the partners in the law firms that we use said that um, he's such a, again, to him, he's excited about his, his law practice. He's a real estate lawyer. And he, it, it was so overwhelming to him that he couldn't drive his car anymore because everywhere he would drive, he lives in the Manhattan, everywhere he would drive, uh, his, he would be looking out the window for buildings that he could be buying or telling his clients about, and he was getting into accidents. His wife has to drive. He's too excited about building his real estate practice. But understand this. You are what you're excited about. You are what you desire. This is a heads up public service announcement. Tomorrow's show is going to be about this in the context of Rosh Hashanah. So it's not going to do Q&A tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to do Rosh Hashanah. And that's for those who are with me that are Jewish, those who are with me that are non-Jewish. It's all good. Background, religion, denomination, it's all good. Rosh Hashanah is the, the coronation of the king of the world. Everyone in his world is part of it. But we're talking more about Rosh Hashanah because Rosh Hashanah, it's the king's day. I can't imagine not talking about it on the day before. But it's going to be very much connected to this. Just letting you know, but I don't, I don't want, I want everyone to know where I'm going tomorrow. We're like digressing off the path a little bit and we'll come right back on. Who you are is manifest by what you want. Not even what you do, because what you do is sourced by what you want. It's not what you have, because what you have is not only what you want, it's also whether the world gives it to you. You determine by what you want by your excitement to sacrifice for that thing. Parents, for the most part, are excited to sacrifice for things that will make their kids better. They're not upset to give their kids the tools to become great because that's what they want, because their children are at the center of their lives. When you look at our emotional states and we understand them, the desire, the excitement to isolate them and to better them and to use them properly comes when we want to get better at something. The reason why poker players study, understand, introspect, tilt, the reason why a poker player who you think is like a thug because of his backwards cap and his cool sunglasses, he could be the most mindful, thoughtful, brilliant man. 
And he comes out of a poker tournament. And to someone who doesn't understand, it's like, what are they doing all day? They're just gambling. But to him, he will spend an hour introspecting the moment mid-game where he got the, the pocket aces. And he got so excited to win the hand that he gave away a tell to the players around the table and then lost $50,000 because someone picked up that he had something good. And he recognizes that that emotional tilt cost him the money. And he's now in his head going, how do I grapple with that? Because I got to win this game. Or he makes the wrong move and he gets upset or someone gets in his head because he's trash talking and he blows three hands. The reason why that guy will look at an emotional state and not get thrown by it and not get blown by it and not be like, why me? Why do I have tilt for? Like, how come I can't? That guy looks so amazing. Like, what? I can't. Hold on. Let me call four people that have tilt and talk about that. Forget it. Forget it. I got to win the tournament. What do I got to do? Okay. It's just an emotional feeling. It's not me. It, it gets triggered. It gets thrown. It's a deficiency. Fine. I got it. It's a thing. How do I deal with it? How do I look at it? How do I protect against it? He's excited to look at his own emotional challenges, to look at his own mental blocks, to look at his own areas where he has fell into the traps of life because the center of his life is his poker. And that's the most valuable thing to him. And so it is a pleasure, if you will. It could be painful. Someone emailed me this yesterday. I don't remember who it was. I don't know who wrote email. The difference between pain and suffering was brilliant. Pain is the physical pain, and suffering is the emotional commentary. I'm going to look for it, and maybe I'll quote it tomorrow. But the excitement to work on yourself and to understand yourself and to isolate this emotion that would have otherwise sort of gone unchecked. But once you put a name on it and you can figure it out and you can control it, now you can navigate around it, and now you know how it works. It's exciting because the poker is in the center of his life. He's living in this world of flow. Yeah, it's a good question. Michael asked a good question about putting someone else on, on, else on tilt. That's a whole strategic question we could talk about later. Great question, though. Great question. But in life, we have to understand it. And when we get thrown emotionally, when we deal with life and life throws us different things and that affects our experience, our job, our excitement is to recognize that I am here for a purpose. I need to live a certain quality of life because I want to be a giver. I want to make a difference. I want to live a life where my circumstance doesn't impact my experience. We get excited for being in control of our environment. We get excited for seeing and living a life where, so to speak, the world, I, I can give to the world without being thrown to the world. We get excited about evolving ourselves. 
to such a level where I can be a giver and not have to be thrown by the world, when we get excited about changing, about growing our emotional states, of our, our mental abilities, we get excited about building our spiritual capacities, when we get excited about life, not our body only, but our soul, ourselves, then when we get thrown challenges, we come at it with an excitement to, to, to figure it out, to quantify it to understand it. We're not blown by it. The poker player doesn't get off the table and be like, I can't play poker because I feel emotional when I lose a hand. It's that excitement, that curiosity, that not being thrown by, that is the difference maker between the good and the great. It's the difference between playing a good player and a great player. It's how do I deal with the challenges that are before me, not just the physical challenges, but the emotional challenges. We all have tilt. We all get emotional. We all get thrown. It's how do we grapple with that? How do we recognize it? How do we allow it? Maybe, maybe the goal is not to fight it. Maybe the goal is to let it pass and not say anything or do anything that can potentially get thrown. I don't know. We're going to talk about it, but just having it and seeing it and being okay with it and recognizing it's, it's fine. It doesn't have to throw me, but I have to continuously sacrifice my own mind and my own exhaustion in pursuit of this incredible goal of spiritual evolution. That's, that's the fight worth fighting. That's life. That's what makes it fun to get up in the morning. That, by the way, is very much Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. God whispering in our ear saying, keep on fighting. You mean something to me or else I wouldn't be doing this. Every day is not like the same. Every year is not like the same. And I believe in you. I'm reviewing you because I think you have a chance to be a partner. All right, we'll continue this. Tomorrow we're going to do a little bit more Rosh Hashanah stuff. We'll keep on rolling with God's help. All right, think about this today. If you get emotional today, call it tilt. Think about it. Just isolate it. Don't let it ruin. Don't let it ruin our day. We're strong. We have the ability to be things that we can't even dream of. Awesome. All right. Have a great day. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.